Welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm your host, Susie Petrozzi. This podcast will take you on a journey of personal growth and self-discovery through conversations with special guests that will inspire you to live the life of your dreams. Get ready now for an Empowered Conversation. Hello and welcome to Empowered Conversations. I'm Susie Petrozzi, as some of you already know, and I'm so delighted to bring a very special guest. Um, Her name is Julie Peden. Um, Just briefly, I'll share um, a little bit about her background and then Julie will tell us um, certainly more. Um, So Julie Peden comes from a Korean banking and um, but then she transitioned. Interestingly, she's um, now working in a creative space so she's an artist immersed in in creative art she has her own business here in Sydney's inner west in Dremoyne and offers incredible engaging dynamic workshops to local community both kids and um, adults I've had the pleasure of attending some of her workshops and I know that I'll continue to have the pleasure of attending those in the future And what I can say about Julie is how she makes art accessible regardless of where you're at. And to have that opportunity and experience is really the gift of self-discovery. Like I know that when I started some of those classes, I then started exploring art journaling and that's just taken me deep into into other aspects of myself, you know, helping me connect with myself. So I think that what I feel the gift that Julie's bringing to the community is is just like it, it unfolds, it keeps unfolding and it just keeps rippling out. Um, Julie, thank you so much for being here today and for agreeing to having this um, conversation and journeying together. No, what a pleasure, Susie. It's uh, wonderful to be with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, so, so wonderful. So tell me, tell me, Julie, um, you started off in banking, but it's not where you're at at the moment. <laughs> oh, mind you, hang on. No. One, of the, one of the things that I absolutely forgot to say yeah, one I of the most. Imp- well, I thought I've got nothing to say now. I'll just, I'll just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I forgot to say that you are a mother to three yes. brilliant yes. kids. Uh, did I seriously forget to say that? How? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this That's is part okay. of our connection I anyway. I can't forget them. <laughs> yeah. All right, over to you. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Um, goodness me, yes, I did. I have a background, uh, strangely enough, in banking and finance. That's totally correct. Um, and uh, then I once I uh, was uh, felt pregnant with my first child, which was. My daughter, um, yeah, I, I ended up sort of putting my uh, career on hold. And if somebody had said to me at that stage I was going to end up with three kids, I probably would have laughed in their face because <laughs> I was quite career-driven and quite focused on where I was headed um, in banking and, and finance. Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden I kind of thought, gosh, I've got this little person. And it was such a joy, as you know, being a, being a parent as well. Um, and I thought, oh, no, I can't, I can't leave this, this little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years later, I fell pregnant with um, my second, um, one of my sons, and then, and then again <laughs> with my third. And by that stage, I kind of thought, well, I'd taken a career break, mm-hmm. um, and I'd gotten involved with, um, as you do, a number of things in the local community anyway, with um, with what the kids do. So things like playgroups and preschool and um, committees and those sorts of things too. And that um, that kept, I guess. Um, some of the, the 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 corporate background, I guess, in touch, if that makes mm. sense. Um, 
but it also was an opportunity to explore and go back to a lot of my creative stuff. I mean, I'd painted and drawn ever since I was about two. And in fact, when my parents recently moved house um, year before last, about 18 months ago, they found all these old drawings and things that they'd bought. And they pulled it all out and they said, oh, here you go. This will, this will be interesting to look back through. And I went, wow, some of these things are quite old, like on really old, you know, dot matrix computer paper, <laughs> still, still, still around. And I thought, gosh, you know, it's, it's so true. Art has always been a part of my life. Um, and, um, and that's, uh, that's what I decided to pursue. Yeah. So here I am, um, you know, a couple of years later after having three children, um, and having, I guess, almost 10 years out of the workforce, um, I decided to, to, to do my own thing and, um, set up my own business and that's what I'm doing. Wow. Okay. Tell me, okay. So, you know, it just sounds like it's kind of just happened, but um, like any business, huh, Julie, it's not without its challenges. So it didn't happen overnight. (laughs) Obviously you, you know, your, your most important role and focus was being a mum. And yet on the the other hand, you didn't, you never gave up those, um, that passion of, of, you know, painting and, and drawing. And I mean, is that something that you continue to do during, like I know with kids, you know, we will sit yes, down no, and we a will. Great question. Yeah. I'm yeah, just curious. Yeah, you just don't have time. <laughs> with, is, with, yeah. with three and then I had sort of, you know, um, Three under under four at one stage, so yeah, it was a bit mental. But you know what? You try and mental. find those little those little those little times when they're all sleeping <laughs> to quickly sketch. Um, and it could have been something. I was always had like a little visual art diary not too far away, um, uh. and so I'd sketch a little bit. I'd sketch the dog. I actually uh, I've got a little sketch ages ago that I did with my daughter when she was sleeping. Mm. So yeah, it's funny how you stay in touch with them. Um, and then we actually, uh, we did a, a big renovation on, on our house not so long ago. And, um, that sort of got back, me back into the creative uh, space as well, because it was a lot about interiors. And of course, you know, you're working with color and you're project managing things. So that was obviously what I did previously at the bank. I had a, I, had, well, I wore multiple hats at the bank, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in every, every part of the bank from, um, financial markets right through to strategic human resources and operations management too. So I had quite an extensive background in, um, um, in all those facets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the creativity was, was I guess, always there. Um, and then what the impetus behind starting this was um, was a massive change in my personal situation where um, my husband and I separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, I was at that stage where I think, oh, my goodness, okay, now, now what do I do? I've got to manage looking after as a single parent um, mm-hmm. three kids. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go necessarily back to a corporate because I actually thought at that stage the flexibility uh, wouldn't allow me to care for my kids um, in the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up starting the, the, the business not too long after um, the separation. And I started by just hiring little spaces in and around the inner west and testing um, testing the creative space. And it was something I always wanted to do. I thought I sort of thought, do I go down the creative interior design stuff? And I thought, well, I don't kind of have a qualification in that. Mm-hmm. But I did have a background in fine art history, which is one of the weird things I studied at uni, along with science uh-huh. and business. <laughs> so I kind of thought, well, I've got a bit more there. And I just before. Um, before my partner had left at that stage, or husband at that stage, um, I just started getting back into doing community courses. I did a short course actually at the National Arts School as well, um, and that really spurred on that that creativity. Um, so this was, I guess, always the longer term intention. It's just with a massive shake up in one's personal situation, I just decided to to run with it because I thought 
now is as good a time as any just to um yeah to put my my emotional um focus not only into the kids but also into something that I could set up and hopefully um keep doing until um the end of the day basically so that's mm. what I was looking for yeah, and wow. I started from there, yeah. So you found this, um, so, you know, you said that you were exploring different spaces within Sydney's Inner West, um, and <laughs> but then you found the space. How did you know it was yeah, the space? <laughs> that was, uh, and it was so fortuitous. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for the way um, it all just fell together. I suppose that you put the, the strong intention out there and it's, it's interesting how opportunities seem to, become about once you're aware of what you're looking for. And I think that's part of the, the journey here is actually understanding a little bit about what it is that you're looking for. Um, and then find, those opportunities will then um, present themselves. And mm-hmm. then it's a case of, okay, well, I ran ran my numbers and sort of thought, well, do I do I take this on board? And it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. So I thought, mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, here's a big overhead, a rent, a space, a shop front. Mm-hmm. I've never done anything like that in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it was incredibly um, – so from going from hiring spaces um, to actually having your own space mm-hmm. um, was an enormous step forward. Um, and, um, and I kind of just went, well, it was in the same street as my kid's school. And I thought, well, this is handy because if anything, they need me, I'm just down the road, <laughs> literally. Um, and it wasn't far from home either. So that, that wonderful um, connection, I suppose, between uh, school, home, and then community was, was very important to me as well. And then I just did a lot of due diligence on, um, you know, if this was the right market, what else was around. So I used mm-hmm. all those business skills that I acquired, I guess, um, in working in the previous career. Um, and some of those studies and applied that into, um, yeah, what I'm, what I'm currently doing here. And that's sort of how it evolved. Um, and I've had incredible support from, I mean, my, um, real estate agent who leases the space to me mm-hmm. is also a single parent. And she just said, no, just, just do this, just do this. You know, we'll support each other and we'll help each other out. And I'm thinking, yeah, but this is slightly massive. <laughs> and the community was very good and everybody was behind it and, and, and said, oh, yeah, we'll, no, we'll definitely come. You know, mm-hmm. when you wrote, Test things with with not only friends but family as well, mm. um, and um, and so that's how it evolved. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, first of all, Julie, like I think there's a like like a long kind of outstanding congratulations. If I haven't you know done that, if I haven't <laughs> given passed that along in one of the classes, um, what a what what an achievement um, in the sense of you know, what you're, what you're giving to the community. That's, that's really, I know that your heart is so much in that. Yes, your passion is there around in arts, but knowing that, you know, there's something that you're able to give to the community. Now, what I'm curious about, um, I mean, how wonderful to, to really put those banking skills and, and, and finance skills into, into something like this. I mean, that can really help you keep your roof over your head. Um, yeah, yep. to, to do those numbers, um, and so that was that was kind of a great. Well, that was a great foundation. What I'm curious about now is you've been in business for how long now? Um, so when I first started, it's probably about three years now. So three years, and just over two years in the actual shop front itself. Okay, yeah. and so tell yeah. me, like, the, as you reflect back, three years 
you know, to mm. me, it sound, to me, it almost feels like you've been in the community for five years, but you know, gosh, times, can't, times, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what's time these days, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. What, what's changed for you in terms of who you've become since you've, you know, delved into business and started to offer the workshops? What's, yeah, how do you see yourself in who you're becoming or who you're even becoming? Wow, um, that's such a, a great question. I think um, locally, uh, it's funny, I've got, I mean, you know, when I first started something, I didn't know what to call <laughs> So I just kind of went, oh, I'll just name it myself, which sounds crazy, but I, I genuinely didn't know what else to kind of call it. I thought, well, I, I've got no other name for it. And I thought, well, um, I'll just I'll just call it that. And I went, somebody had said ages ago with some marketing thing, they said, I said, well, if you can't sort of come up with a name, just call it after yourself because you are your brand. Mm. And I went, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. But locally, I'm known as the crazy heart lady, which is a very affectionate and endearing term. <laughs> um, so I, I think if I ever did rebrand, I'd probably call it that. Um, yeah, crazy art lady. Um, and so that, that's kind of how I see myself. I see myself as, as someone who's lighthearted, who enjoys doing what I do. Um, I enjoy uh, the, the teaching process and I enjoy imparting the little bit of skill that I've picked up to others. And I enjoy the process of actually, I guess, um, demystifying the artistic process and breaking it down for people so that they can get back into the creative space because we've all got it within ourselves. We all are innately creative. And I have a lot of people, particularly adults, of course, because kids are much more in the in the mindset of, oh, I'll just give it a give it a go and mm. you know, not, not too worry, particularly young kids. It does get a bit harder when they hit that tween age because of course they're they're feeling like um, you know, that that sense of judgment that we all tend to feel as well mm. as we get older. We lose that that sort of inhibition. Um, and honestly, adults are coming and I say, hey, guys, if you can do a stick figure, which a lot of adults will say, they say, oh, but I'm, I'm terrified. They're quite terrified. I'm like, no, no, that's all you need. It's literally just stick figures. It's lines, shapes, and we break it all down. And, and it just helps people to feel more comfortable. And that's what it's about for me. It's about making people feel more comfortable, bringing the community together. Mm. And I guess um, for me, it's just this over, overwhelming sense of um, – Sharing and those higher contribution values. I think I've gone through. There's a there's a there's a thing we used to use in the bank actually called the Barrett's hierarchy of needs. Um, you're probably very familiar with that given your background. And it's when you're operating from this base of survival. So we start in this survival, a need for shelter, food, clothing, those sorts of things. And when I was very much in survival mode after you know um, the, the personal struggles that I've I've sort of gone through um, mm-hmm. and thinking, oh gosh, okay, how do I do this? What do I do next? And then you go through this period of transformation, and this is what doing this business has allowed me to do. I guess is just transforming um, myself in in terms of my own personal stance, in terms of what I was here to do, and I truly believe this is what I was here to kind of do mm-hmm. <laughs> is share art with with the community mm. and with people and with kids and with adults and anybody over the age of five can come and create with us, which is mm. so much fun. Um, and then you hit those higher, uh, the higher values, which is a sense of contribution. Mm. And for me, that is what it's about. Yeah. It's about being able to contribute back. Um, and so the fact that I can work with a diverse range of community is incredibly rewarding as well. Um, we work with, um, as I said, age um, 
anybody over five. We're also very inclusive. One of the mm-hmm. other hats I wore at the bank was the a diversity manager, mm-hmm. um, and I actually headed up the diversity strategy for ANZ for a time. Mm-hmm. And um, and we were all about inclusion. And so we work with different cultures. We embrace, you know, the Indigenous culture. I run the Indigenous workshops in here as well to uh, further the understanding of First Nations. We have students who come with cerebral palsy who are blind and significantly vision impaired. Um, you know, we're working with people from such a wide base of the community, and that in itself is is also incredibly rewarding. So I think it's that moving from survival to transformation mm-hmm. and and then a sense of contribution. That's sort of that personal journey. It was a very long way to answer that, but that's kind of yeah. what you move through. And I yeah. think I think then you feel like you're um, you're in your space. And that doesn't mean that you don't feel like you're in survival. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do have to, I shift back into there, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because you obviously need to make sure you're you do have food and shelter and, and all those things are met. But when you can get that sense of contribution, it just makes um, it makes it all worthwhile. And it makes your heart sing. Yeah, and (laughs) that's, I suppose, having now the space and working from those higher values makes it easier, as you said, to manage the those survival needs or, you know, when they come up, be it fee, be it whatever it is, like for all of us, right? Um, Absolutely. Julie, can you share more around, okay, how do you navigate challenges now, be they business, personal, kids, you know, what what are some of those bigger, bigger challenges for you when it comes to running your business? Yeah, well, look, a, pr- a prime example was obviously <laughs> COVID. <laughs> so, mm. I mean, um, we were just, you know, celebrating the fact we just had our <laughs> first birthday in our space. So, so I opened in 2019, February. Um, and then by February 2020, the world was in the middle of a pandemic. And by, I just had my second birthday, uh, sorry, first birthday. And about less than four weeks later, we were closed. Temporarily, of course. So it was awful. Like mm. I was just like, oh my gosh! And you do you? So you're in that lovely transformation, and you're in that higher level needs of contributing, and then all of a sudden it stops, and you're right back in survival mode again. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Now what do we do? Mm. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Because I've got rent, I've got you know stuff to pay, and you know all those sorts of things. So it's like, okay. Um, what do we do? So we sit down and you breathe. It's the first thing. <laughs> breathe. <laughs> Thanks and for the reminder. To, so true. Yeah, I know. Right? It's, just, it's so important. And um, I think we do forget we're very shallow breathe. So breathe through the nose mm. and then out through the mouth, that deep sort of deep breathing. Um, and then it was a case of um, mapping it out and talking to people. And I was, again, overwhelmed by the the sense of um, community. I had an incredibly supportive landlord. Um, you know, mm. they reduced rents. Everybody was in this for the long haul. We all wanted to make sure that we were um, we were going to survive effectively, mm. and we did what we could. So we put most of what we could do here in the studio. I was very lucky in that res- in that respect. I pivoted and put as that horrible word everyone talks about pivot mm. <laughs> um, and put it all online. So whatever I could put online, live and online, we did, um, and that's the way we managed. The, the sort of the six months or the three months, especially while we're all in lockdown, and then the, the the months after that until we could actually come back into the live sort of studio setting. And it's just about adapting. Mm. Um, and you were mentioning earlier to me, you know, before we started um, about this this adaptability um, mm. and, and, and in terms of the client. And this is exactly what you do: you breathe, and you just have to become incredibly agile and adapt to your surroundings as best as you can. Yeah, mm. and it's funny. I think that that sense of um, creativity actually helps because sometimes you do have to think creativity <laughs> um, to to get the solutions that you need in order to 
to to um to make it work. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That is quite inspiring. <laughs> I mean, I remember that time and I remember seeing you offering classes online and really it's, it's like, well, yeah, that's normal now, right? I mean, it's wonderful that you're back into that, that you can offer yeah. this class because there's a different component to that um, experientially, yeah. the connection with yeah. the community, the laughter that goes on and, and the inspiration yeah. that happens and, you know, that kind of engagement. Um, yeah. So that was, that was full on. That year was full on for everyone. It, it was, yep. and, um, and I guess the, the biggest learning though out of that was you know you know you can't do this alone. And you can't do what been, was that alone? You can't do any of this alone. Um, you need help. We need, yeah, all need support yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I think the biggest learning for me out of this whole journey um, has been to know that I and I also I'm, I'm quite a you know I'm driven and you know you you I'm sort of one of those people who does I like to oh look now I can do it all got a million balls in the air and I still do mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also know now when I need to go oh help help need a little help here mm-hmm. and and so asking for help and and finding help in the right spaces so I work with another group of very amazing women mm-hmm. um in business who are like my business coaches as well so I've got some support through that I've got support with my friends and family obviously um incredibly important and mm-hmm. then I've got the support from you know even my students. And in fact, when we did do the, the Pivot Online, at mm. that stage, there was no cameras available anywhere. I couldn't get a wide-angle camera. Oh. And I, you can't teach it without because they're all sold out. So one of my students, um, because they were all in lockdown, they said, oh, no, well, we've got one at the office. You can have ours. And mm. how, how gracious was that? So I was like, yes, please, I will definitely take your camera. And that saved the day. So putting it out there, asking yeah. for help, and yeah. um, and then allowing the help, I think, as well, is is so critically important. I think that's been one of my biggest learnings throughout this whole process. Mm. Yeah, mm. you can't do it by yourself necessarily. You've got to you've got to be open to to having others help you, and and the help is there. You just got to ask. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love. I think that's particularly important for women. Um, yes, and and you know, women who've been able to do it alone, like. You know, you through your circumstances of being a single mom, it's like you're just by by way of default, you need to do some things alone. That's just how it is. So it can be such a conditioned way of living that we forget to ask. I mean, I know for me, you know, I've got lineage of women who've done done it alone because the husbands were working in other countries. So it's almost like you know, it's like in my DNA that no, you just do it alone, but I just want to take a pause and really acknowledge you for for saying that and for emphasizing, you know, certainly your own learning, but it, there's yeah. learning in it for me, ongoing learning, um, Julie, around putting it out there, like you said, asking for help, but even more so importantly, allowing help. It's like we yeah. want the help, but then sometimes when it presents itself, I I wonder whether sometimes we might sabotage it even unknowingly. Um, yes, yeah, whatever, for sure. however, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just to yeah. that, that, I don't know, I'm just saying enough of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like enough of that uh, for those of us listening. A big, a big learning for me. Yeah. And I recognize I can't because even 
my teaching precludes me then from doing some of my kids' activities. I mean, I've got three kids, so I've got to run them to mm. multiple activities. And so I, I'm so grateful that my folks are able to help, which is I'm very mm. lucky and fortunate that they're both with me. Mm. Um, you know, and then it's about the the people in the the village, your community again is so yeah. important, and and friends and saying, you know, now I can't get, you know, my daughter to this thing, and and you know, somebody says, not a problem, I'll take them, you know, every day to, you know, or every week to, you know, whatever the commitment is, and yeah. um, it's sensational. You just you just can't can't do it alone. And yeah. I think that was one of my my biggest learnings was um, always trying to. Um, yeah, be the strongest that you can kind of be. And I think I'm still a strong person. I don't think asking for help is showing weakness. I think it actually does demonstrate that you do have strengths mm. and you recognize there are limitations. Mm. Um, so I think that's, that was a big learning for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah, a big reflect. one for, for all of us. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying it. I'm like, yeah, it's a big learning. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. it keeps, the, yeah. the penny keeps dropping even as you say it, right? Not, not just for, yeah. for me too. Um, yeah. Julie, what I wanted to ask you is your, so your plate's full, you're very busy between business and household and kids. Um, yeah. um, how do you manage? Like where's time out for you? Oh, that is such a good question. <laughs> um, I'm curious because I want to know how, how you do it, right? <laughs> There's not a lot, I'll be honest. Mm. Um, I am very lucky in the fact that I love what I do. And I actually find as much as I know a lot of mums will come in or your parents and go, oh my gosh, there's like 12 kids in here. How do you mm-hmm. do this? And I'm like, it's great because it's, it's, look, it is challenging, but it, it, in, by imparting again that knowledge and doing what I love, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the outside of things, that for me is, is a joy in itself. So I find it is work, but it's not, it's not the most horrible thing to be doing. Does that make sense? Like it's mm-hmm. actually, it's energizing in itself. That's what um, I was going to say. But, it's energizing. Um, yeah. But I wonder how you, because, um, you know, like I love what I do. I love this. I love having a conversation with mm. you. I love extracting information. I love the work yeah. with clients. I love to, you know, I love to interact with people, but sometimes a lot of it is around giving. So you're constantly giving. Yeah, there is. And I yep. wonder how you You're give right. to yourself. You're right. Um, I don't. I, I, it's something I've got to get better at. Um, and I don't do a lot of. Um, uh, in fact, sometimes it's a, it can be, but I've realised also it doesn't have to be a massage. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Have, I mean, I haven't had a massage for three years, but <laughs> but um, it doesn't have to be that. It, it can be as simple as having a cup of tea yeah. and actually just sitting still. For five minutes, and I don't tend to do that. I'm always on the go. I mean, that's yeah. crazy art lady comes, comes to the <laughs> I'm always buzzing around, and you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm lucky. I'm a very high energy person, yes, but I'm sure, sure yeah. physically, mentally, it does take a bit of a toll. Um, and I'm sure my kids will go, "Oh yeah, mummy, a bit crabby tonight." It's because <laughs> 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 yes, I've dealt with twelve other children. Now I've got to deal with you three, and you're not listening, and they listen, and you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's really tricky, isn't it, to to pull back and kind yeah. of. Um, maintain that sort of perspective. Of so that's something simple. Cup of tea. I try and swim um, twice a week, um, uh-huh, two to three okay. times if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really hard fitting it all in. When um, I'll, I'll be honest, when you mm. when you're trying to do most of it yourself. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, it's tricky. Um, but just simple things like that. And also, um, I find that I do a lot of um, commission painting. And even though it's a it's a job, it's still 
it's an ability just to lose yourself in the piece, in the piece that I'm painting, even though it might be for a, a client. It's it's my way of um, of releasing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. This is what I was going to ask you. You know, what, yeah, what's so, that like? So sometimes uh, yeah. that helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then it can be as simple as just catching up with um, you know a friend and taking that sort of time out. Um, but but yeah, no, I don't. I must admit, I don't have a lot of downtime. And the weekends where um, the kids are, are, you know, with dad or whatever, it would be a case that oh, I'm usually working. Mm. Yeah, so I fill my weekends that way. Mm. Um, so there, there isn't a lot of scope for time out. And in fact, what it did teach me again was back in December, we have uh, recently expanded my studio space crazily mm. in the middle of a pandemic. I took a, a bullish view on a very bare market and thought, okay, I'll uh, expand. And so I've just expanded into the space next door to me, mm-hmm. which was um, super fun, but also again brought up all that survival terrifying, mm. oh my gosh, my overheads are going up and how am I going to do this? But um, it's... Um, yeah, it was just, it's just a case of I had to ask for help because all of a sudden I was doing all my processing and my back end mm. uh, work went doubled. Mm. And I actually, I was doing it all by myself. And I thought, if I have to do this come April, I am going to implode. I can't. Mm. This is not sustainable. I really, I recognized that at the time. Yeah. And I went, okay. So it's funny. I was walking. I've got two dogs as well. So I've got three kids and two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking them down the dog park, uh, and I bumped into an, a lovely old—not uh, an old lady, as in a, an older um, person who I've known for sort of ten years or so mm. since having the dogs. My dogs are thirteen now, and um, and I and yeah, she said, "Oh, you know," made an off-the-cuff remark about something, and I said, "Oh no, I don't need that." I said, "What I do need is an assistant," <laughs> and um, and she goes, "Oh well, I might be able to help you with that." And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, 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 I'll send you my details and we'll go from there. And I was like, and within a week she was working with me. So she's now my lovely um, assistant that I now have. So now I've got um, three other tutors, myself, and I've also got this wonderful uh, lady who helps me out uh, virtually, but she also comes in. She's a local lady mm. um, and blessed to to have her help because, again, recognize I just couldn't do it all by myself. So, mm. um, you know, and, and it's also letting go of some of that control. I think uh, when you're an entrepreneur and a small oh, business yeah. owner, it's, it's terrifying. Um, mm. And you think, gosh, who do, do I let this person in? Are, are they going to be okay at doing this? Can they do it as well as I can? You know, all those rubbish things that go through your head mm. do get in the way and you've just got to trust the process and you've mm. got to let go of some of that control. Um, and, and so that's part of that asking for help and yeah. feeling like it's okay to ask for help. So I'm coming back to that a bit, aren't I? <laughs> it mm, is. That's <laughs> yeah, wonderful, Julia. Thank you for sharing so, that. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, so yeah, that's made a, a bit of a difference to, mm. to the extent where, um, just this last school holiday is actually was able to take three days out of the business and actually go away with the kids, focus on them during the day, which was amazing. And then I just worked at night, mm. um, you know, when they're in bed, which is how I often um, operate. Yeah. So I don't yeah. get much sleep. <laughs> that's yeah. the other problem. I don't sleep as well. I live on coffee. Coffee is my friend. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. And, you got to uh, do what you got to do, right? Yes. Yeah. For sure, yeah. So as a barista, I walk in, he's like, I have a strong, you know, cap or whatever mm. I have to get. He's like, what do you mean a strong? I'm like, three shots. He's like, I'm like, and he looks at me, really? I'm like, yeah, one shot for each child. <laughs> and everyone laughs. Which is so, why I'm on um, two coffee, okay? So yeah, I, I have no excuse, right? And no dogs either, so... <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Beautiful. dogs, Julie, as well. No, no, and the dog. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Five shots might be a bit much. Yeah. That's oh, the afternoon. Oh, you'd be like Speedy Gonzalez. That's for the dogs. 
Yeah. Oh gosh, that's oh, wonderful. What a um, wonderful. So taking um, care of a lot of you. I do. I take a lot of multivitamins too. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Lots of antioxidants and yeah, mm, all that stuff to try and try and put the good stuff back in. You know. Yes. Um. Yeah, and just yeah. you know, look at things with a bit of a sense of humour, I guess. Mm. And if something doesn't quite work out, well, you kind of go, oh well, we tried that and it didn't really work. But you know, and there's and there's the learning. Yeah. So um, again, adapt, adapt, and and you know what, Julie? I I just want to acknowledge there is that sense in your in your class. I mean, there is that sense of um, I've only been in your classes, not the not your tutors, but there is that sense. It's okay. Thank you. We'll we'll just make that into something else. That's okay. That's part (laughs) of something. That's it. That's the adaptability. And there there is that sense of how can, can, well, for me, even now as I'm speaking with you, how can I apply that to other parts of my life? It's like, well, you know, um, yeah, that's just part of something else. Let me make that mistake or that forgetting. You know, yes. this morning I was speaking to a few of my friends about forgetting. You know, we go into, I don't know, yeah. the, the storage, the storeroom or pantry. It's like, why did I come here? Or, you know, missing that meeting that I was meant to have. It's like, okay, well, how can I make that part of something or how can I not judge myself so critically given given how much yeah. we have on, yeah, how much yes. you have on, how much we all have on. Like we're yeah. – I, I think underlying all of this as you're sharing with me, you know, you holding a business or running a business, kids, mm-hmm. there's also currents that are running running below us that are currents of change. So there's constantly yes. that to adapt to and we just need to be kinder to ourselves. Yeah, I think, I think that's right and I think um, – it's funny looking back, kind of reflecting on on life's journey so far. I mean, we I was my mum's Australian, my dad's South African. Um, mm-hmm. My brother and I are actually born in South Africa, and then we left and moved across here um, in the late eighties. So I was about twelve. So when I finished primary school, we moved across. So I have all my friends behind, most of our family. We had some family here, but of course, didn't know them so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was like starting again and starting a new high school. And and I think mm-hmm. there's always change, isn't I mean, you look back on your life mm. so far, and what am I now, 45, um, there's always things that, that, that come up and challenge us along the way, you know, different careers and different mm. tacks of um, paths and, um, you know, marriages, births, deaths, um, you know, um, or marriages that don't work, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it is, there's always um, there's always these, these, these challenges and then running the business side of things and then COVID and all these uncertainties are, are, are always going to be a constant, I think, and it's, it's about how we can, yeah, adapt um, to those undercurrents of change. It's, um, I think change is always inevitable, but what mm. the constant is change, isn't mm. it, um, if you want to think about it? And then it's just a case of, yeah, um, running with it, um, and just making the best of um, make, making the best of that change that you can. Yeah. Wow, Julie. What, what, what yeah. comes to me now is how do you talk to your kids about challenges or what you've been through? What's the kind of you like? What? How do you talk to them? You know, what do you want them to learn and 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 to really? How do you empower them? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is um. Is like, well, you know, with my daughter sort of heading off to high school um, next year, she was sort of saying, you know, she was quite nervous about it and things. And I said, yes, I totally, it's normal. You know, this is, it's okay. I think with anything like that to talk to kids is just to validate that they, how they feel. 
I think mm. that's such an important thing, isn't it? To say, hey, it's okay to feel like that regardless of gender. Mm. I think there's a lot of built gender bias that we put on, you know, raising boys versus girls. Mm. And, and, and just to say, it's okay. And I'm here and we're here to help and assist and coach and, and for them to feel that they, it's a safe space for them to, to raise, you know, any concerns that they might have. Mm. Um, so it's really a case of let's discuss it. We, you know, it's almost <laughs> not putting a business spin on it, but it's like we can workshop it, we can come up with solutions mm. and getting them involved and feeling like they're empowered to make and come up mm. with some of those solutions mm. and that we're kind of there to support them, um, yeah, bring them to fruition. Or we could test something and it might not work and that's okay too because that's part of the change that we talk about. Um, and then we try something else. So I come back to the, the adage of, you know, good old Einstein and he always used to say, well, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. Yeah. So if the result's kind of yeah. not what you're looking for, yeah. how do we change it up to, to get something different? Mm, wonderful. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it does, it does come – it is a huge challenge. I mean, last year I had a situation where – Little guy um, was really uh, struggling to go back to school because of after COVID, he was like, oh, no, I like this whole stay-at-home thing with mum. And it was incredibly challenging to get him to go back and figure out what the triggers were that were making him feel uncertain about, you know, the school environment and things. So a lot of talking, a lot of investigating, um, a lot of open-ended questions, I think, not not Mm. trying to criticise but trying to really come from a place of empathy and Mm. understanding. Mm. And it's not always easy because sometimes you want to just rant and rave and <laughs> go, but you just need to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like shortcut, just go. Ah, oh, let's breathe again yeah. and go, okay, so yeah. tell me a little bit about what's happening for you and, and you know, mm. how do you feel about this and how do you feel about this situation here and that. And then eventually we got to mm. it. And as soon as we discovered what the the underlying thing was, mm. oh, like different, different mm. child. It's taking yeah. that time, isn't it, and being really patient yeah. with them. That's what and I hear and what so you're saying. Hard. And it is super hard because we are all very busy and mm. we've got all these commitments. Um, and mm. so it, I think it, and the world seems to be getting busier. I don't know what it is about how busy everybody seems to be. Um, but We've just got to also take that time to check in with each other in a in a in a reassuring sort of manner, so that mm. um, we don't feel like we're yeah constantly under that pressure and having to always be on top of everything because we're not. No, um, and, no. and this is where I think a lot of these mental health issues are sort of coming from too. Is is people feeling like they they can't talk about stuff? So. You know, and I discussed that in my kids' classes. We talk about Van Gogh and we talk about, you know, yeah, how he was suffering from what seems like bipolar mm. disorder and, you know, those mental health challenges and how we need to speak more about those things so that we wow. can feel like we've got coping mechanisms. And the kids are quite, you know, even adults, so we're a lot more receptive to those things now. Yeah. So do you bring um, so that... So it's good that you can fill that gap through art. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is what I was going to ask you. How wonderful that you're bringing that into the kids' um, classes. Yes. What about adults as well? Do you do you touch For on both. that? Oh. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful, yep. Julie. Yep. Yeah. Always position. Uh, I'm kind of a unique... Uh, way that I teach my well, having you've having sat in one of my classes mm. before, you know that I come out because I've got the background in fine art history. I tend to mm. ground all of my teaching in fine art history. So even when we do unicorns for mm-hmm. a birthday party, mm. <laughs> which is a very you know on uh, on you know, uh, contemporary topic that the kids love to do mm. and things like that. So yeah, but you can ground it all in fine art. I say, hey, guess what? You know, there's been unicorns in fine art history for you know, 500 years. We can go back and look at the middle, middle ages. Look at these unicorns. There's the unicorn tapestries. There's all this cool stuff. And they're like, oh. So they have an appreciation, I think, always of that, that, that thing that art has been with us. And this is why I keep saying that it starts with art, which is my little tagline on the business, because everything we do actually can 
is is creative in some way. The colours we wear, all those things are there, always, always there. So, yeah, um, it's just sort of coming back to having those those conversations. Um, creating awareness through mm. art is, is really important, whether that's to do with mental health, yeah. um, whether it's to do with inclusion, whether it's to do with First Nation. Mm. Um, that was a big thing when it was, um, you know, the um, the um, but, uh, yeah, all the issues that were the riots yeah. that happened um, last year. Um, yeah, yeah so, I mean a whole bunch of those things. It's all it's all really good to to talk through um, with George George Floyd and you know um, mm. yeah, just all the human rights sort of stuff. We wow. do we do uncover yeah. some of that through art, and I think it, it creates a safer way. To discuss it, Alan, we're about to do something at um, school in a voluntary capacity. We're actually getting an Indigenous elder that I've worked with before to come and speak to the kids about First Nations. And then they're actually going to do artworks in class um, that reflect the local culture of um, the Eora Nation and the Wongal people that the city of Canada Bay is in, which is the area that I work in. So so it's awesome to have art as a a way of of bringing... um, yeah, I don't know, that, that sense of change or that understanding mm. and, again, that empathy. Yeah, mm. so working on those higher high-level values. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, artists tend to do that through through their art anyway and so and you're doing it on, on – we certainly with, with the art – well, you're, you're providing that opportunity. How yeah. how, yeah. how awesome, really. And, yeah. Julie, just maybe as, a, as a, my last question – what I can't yep. promise, but <laughs> um, what kind of changes do you see, particularly in adults who come in, let's say, they're really apprehensive about the creative process, about starting to <laughs> yeah. paint and, yeah. you know, as I've been, um, yeah. what, you know, and those that keep coming back, like what do you, what change do you see? What happens to them? Ah, <laughs> oh, such an interesting question. Um, it's funny because there is a lot of um, – Coming back to sort of that that art therapy aspect, I guess I've got some students who have been with me now for since I started, and mm-hmm. they do keep coming back, and they're going through a similar process to what I've just gone through as well with separation and things. Mm-hmm. And I think they do see it as an opportunity to come in and share, um, and use art as a way to heal. Mm-hmm. So that's on one level. Mm-hmm. There's other levels where it's a bit more. It's not as deep as that, and it's more a case of you know the the, the husband that's been dragged along to a cocktails and canvas on the night by the wife or their <laughs> partner, and they're looking at sitting in the back in the cheap seats up the corner, <laughs> so funny uh-huh. watching people's behaviour, and um, and they're, they're terrified because they're like, oh, I've just been dragged along, and I really don't want to be here. I'd rather be watching footy. Uh-huh. And and when you start, you sort of start the process, and they end up coming up at the end, and they're like, oh, gee, that was really enjoyable. Like I had no idea I could create. <laughs> Wow. I, said, See, I guarantee you that, and you know, before you walk out, and I've never had an unsatisfied person walk out yet, and I don't intend to start um, because that's part of what I'd like to to instill is this sense that everybody can create. You've got it in you; it just mm. has to be unleashed. Mm. You've just got to let it out, and that's the process of starting with those basics, those basic, basic pencil mark making the stick figures that we were just laughing about before. You know, like the law. Um, that's all it is. That's all it is. And once people yeah. kind of get that, it's like, oh, okay, um, I could do a stick figure or just a, a mark on a piece of paper. I'm like, cool, that's it. That's mm. drawing. You guess what? You're drawing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's that's it can brilliant. be as, as as deep as you want to go, and it can also be um, lighter. And then I had a, an adult student of mine this week who came up and said, oh feeling really apprehensive about coming back. She said, oh, I struggled a bit last week. And, and, um, and I hadn't done that particular class because I'd, I'd had a couple of things I'd need to deal with. And anyway, she came up and she said, oh, and I said, but I said, everyone is on their own 
journey. Mm. You you start you're starting in art at a different point in time. I'm on I'm still on an artist journey. Mm. Um, so that's why we call ourselves practicing artists because mm. that's what it is. You're practicing your craft. You're practicing your mark making. You're practicing the application of paint or technique. And you're experimenting. Yeah. And I said, it's totally okay at some point to feel a little bit uncertain or a little bit overwhelmed. And that's totally okay. So again, just, just re-emphasizing that it's okay to feel like you're not quite, um, you know, you don't, we're not expecting you to walk in and be a, <laughs> you know, a Rembrandt. <laughs> it's a case of mm. starting where you are and that's okay for you because that's where you are at on your journey. And my role is really as an art coach. So I try and meet and the difference in style here is, is this is my approach and, I, and my tutor's approach as well that I work with is we, we're trying to have an overall curriculum and an overall um, sense of what we're doing. But then mm-hmm. it's also about meeting and tailoring it to each individual because we recognize that each individual is on their own path mm-hmm. and that's okay too. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, and so, so important to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and that's the, that's the best bit. And then we encourage, you know, learning and support. And, you know, wow, that looks great and, oh, well, maybe you could do something here or I love that colour or what about we try mm. this? Mm. So it's very much a, a collaborative process, yeah, mm. um, and that in itself is, is amazing too. And I think, you know, that's what we, we try and instill both in the in the kids' classes. We can see them sort of helping each other. It's really sweet, but for, particularly because um, we've got some of the older kids with the younger kids mm-hmm. and I think that's important um, because I think it gives the older kids a little bit of a sense of leadership um, uh, and I can I think that's important too um, in terms of um, you know their own growth and development too. So yeah, so it's it's really and it's quite lovely to see how they develop these connections. Yeah, yeah. between the different ages. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, that is wonderful. So fun. Oh yeah. gosh, Julie, um, <laughs> this has been fun. Um, yeah, I've thank you. loved hearing more about your journey I know a little bit about about it I've watched you I've you know um kind of you know journeyed alongside some of your workshops and I I walk away I walk away empowered to keep delving into the art process which is which is fun that is that means you're really making a difference and and of course you are so how fun what i aim to do i mean that's that's (laughs) what that's what it's all about you know people taking it and seeing the world slightly differently Mm. um you know and giving things a go Mm. um yeah that's absolutely what it's about. And making yeah. it fun. Like it's not yes. serious. It's so lighthearted fun, fun and fun. That's what yeah. I call it. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, yeah, you're amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you for your time. Oh, and thank you Disney. for doing what you're doing. I've loved this. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me as well. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today on Empowered Conversations. Subscribe to the show now and then head over to my Facebook page, Susie Petrozzi, for free personal growth and self-discovery tools that you can use today to be present, be powerful and be on purpose. See you next time for Empowered Conversations. Empowered Conversations.